Welcome to the Empowered with Erica podcast. My name is Erica Vishkalis, and I'm an empowerment coach, mindset mentor, personal development enthusiast, and holistic health advocate. I've spent the last several years healing my mind, body, and soul, and have learned so much along the way. From healing trauma to navigating a sober lifestyle and learning how to step into my personal power, it has been transformational. If you are looking to heal, to be inspired, to uplevel your life, and become the most empowered version of yourself, you've come to the right place. I created this podcast to help you know you are worthy of rewriting your story and to help you navigate your own empowerment journey. You are worthy of living your most authentic, aligned, and inspired life, and I can help you get there. Whether you are diving deep into personal development or just need a weekly pick-me-up, I've got you covered. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I cannot wait to transform together. Let's get empowered. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Empowered with Erica, your host Erica here, and I'm so dang excited for this week's episode. So thank you guys, first of all, for the amazing response we got last week. So last week, it was when Kyle came on, episode 53, and we just talked all about relationships, what works with us, and it was so much fun. I so appreciate you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and just a little YouTube update. I have been uploading to YouTube again, so I'm not completely caught up yet because I am uploading them in order the best I can. I've had a couple technical difficulties, so some of them are not quite in order, but going forward, they will be. And so I think I'm in like the mid thirties right now. So by the time this releases, I should hopefully be pretty close to being all caught up, but my commitment is to be caught up by the end of the month. Um, I just have an older computer guy, so for whatever reason, it just takes forever to upload, (laughs) and it's very frustrating. So I'm getting caught up. I will get these back on YouTube. I know a lot of people like watching it on YouTube as well, so I'm going to be doing that. I just wanted to make you guys aware, and now let's dive into today's episode. I'm really excited for this episode, and I'll be honest, when I was thinking about, okay, what do I record this week? How do I top, you know, what we talked about last week? And I don't know if I could top it, but when I was thinking about what's on my heart, what can I share? It got me thinking about the mission with this podcast. What is my mission? What is my goal? Why do I even do this? And a lot of it for me is to help you feel empowered to, you know, grab life by the balls and just own your shit, you know, and just have the best life ever (laughs) and to just be happy and to be fulfilled. And so I thought, and and that's why I named it empowered with Erica. I want to help you guys to gain your power. If you maybe have let it slip away or to just stay motivated to keep being in your power or to find it. So I thought, why don't I share five tips that have helped me to reclaim my power. So that's what we're going to dive into today. And this really is just how I feel like I'm living an empowered life. I know I've talked a little bit about it on the podcast already this year. Sorry if it's repetitive, but for those who are new and maybe haven't heard any other episodes, one of my big things for 2023, I love, you know, I love the new year. I love setting goals. I love seeing what I can accomplish, especially in a calendar year. You know, we just hit our one year anniversary of the podcast and it's crazy to think, where I was then versus now. And so one of my main goals for this upcoming year or the year we're in, I mean, shit, it's March, which is just wild. I don't know about you guys, but it's just going so fucking fast. And um, one of my main goals is to be unapologetically myself. And let me say that again, to be unapologetically 
myself. As in, I don't give a flying fuck what people think. And I'm going to do me. And I'm going to make the best decisions for me. And I'm going to do what lights me up. And a big part of that is because I've been able to reclaim my power, right? And so that's why I wanted to talk about that today, because I know a lot of people are like, wait, what does that mean to be unapologetically yourself? What does that look like? And I think truly in my eyes, when I say that I'm thinking of just living my most authentic and aligned and inspired and empowered life, like I talk about in the intro every fucking week, because that, in my opinion, is how we can live such a satisfied and full life. So I wanted to share with you guys my five tips that I've incorporated over the years. And guys, this has been a long journey. This didn't just like happen overnight. I've literally been doing personal development and taking it very, very seriously for let's say, oh shoot, I want to do the math in my head since 2016, fall of 2016. So it's been a while now. Okay. This hasn't just been a year. Like I have been doing the hard fucking work for a long time. And I do want to say it is hard work. It is hard work, especially if you have trauma, especially if you grow up with dysfunction or you have addiction. It's not easy to show up for yourself every single day and to make yourself a priority. And to go on a little bit of a tangent, I think the world would be such a cool place if everyone actually showed up for themselves every single fucking day. The amount of people I know that don't have the life they want, don't have the career they want, the goal they want, the body they want, the relationship they want, because they are not showing up for themselves every single day, it like breaks my heart. It really does break my heart. So fucking show up for yourself. Be unapologetically yourself this year. Reclaim your power. So now I'm going to share how I've done that. So there, there's been a lot of things. There's been a lot of things. And I have some written down. I'm going to go out of order from what I wrote down because the first one I think is crucial. And this is something I'm even ashamed to say I had to do. But I, first of all, had to stop having a victim mindset. If y'all have listened to this podcast before, you know I cannot fucking stand the victim mindset. And I do not mean that from a place of anger. I just really can't stand it because I am someone that let myself be in the victim mindset for years and years and years. And I saw how much it hurt my life. I saw how harmful it was to me. And it's just so disempowering. It's the opposite of empowered. You're just giving your fucking power away when you have a victim mindset. And I want to say this, this is a caveat. And I think a lot of people don't think of this and maybe can misconstrue what I mean when I say about not having a victim mindset, that doesn't mean that you just ignore the bad shit that happened to you. Okay. Like I understand that we all have hard things. We all have obstacles. We all have our own stories. I get it. I have my laundry list of bullshit too. You know, we all have it. And to some people, mine is crazy and terrible. And to other people's, it's like, oh, that's all you had to deal with, right? We all have our own shit. And, but to us, it's, it's hard and it's something that we need to work through. Right. But, but learning how to stop having the victim mindset and learning that honestly, life just is what it is. And I know that might sound a little weird, but I can't control everything that has happened in the past. And so I have decided I'm not going to make myself a victim to my circumstances. And to be honest, I kind of took, I ended up taking the opposite attitude and really using it as fuel and as motivation to get me where I wanted to be. 
Okay. And for a long time, and I'm not proud to admit it, but I'll say it for a long time, my victim mindset, though I didn't see myself as a victim, I didn't know that I was in the victim mindset. It created a lot of anger in me. I was, and I was angry and I'm still kind of working through some of that, like built in my body resentment because, you know, it's hard when a parent just kind of decides to not be in your life anymore. And I'm not shitting on him. Like we are on pretty good terms right now. The past is in the past. It is what it is. But I held that torch of I'm a victim. My dad didn't want me. Hashtag daddy issues. You know, I held that torch for fucking years. And I was like, well, did you like see this or did you see that? Or did you have to do this? Or did you have to do that? And like, I just let myself be in this victim mindset for so, so long. And I let this anger and this hate kind of fuel me because I ended up taking the approach of fuck you. I will be nothing like you. Watch me fucking succeed. And then you will wish you had been in my life. That's, that is the approach I took. That's why I went so hard in school. That's why I was like very adamant in sports and just really, really tried in everything I did. I wouldn't say I'm a perfectionist, but I definitely am an overachiever. <laughs> I go hard. I go big or go small, like go big or go home. We don't play small here. We just fucking go big. Or we go home. Right. And that's typically how I approach things. But once I stopped having a victim mindset, I realized that I actually am in, well, I'm not in control because we really can't control so many things in life, but I can be in control of my emotions and I can take this story that I have from my childhood, from even like adulthood so far. I can take this story that has been in my life that's had its valleys, its hills, like its mountains, whatever, the ups and the downs. And I can use it as my victim sheet. That's like, look how, look how terrible my life has been. This is why you owe me shit. I could do that or I can use it as, wow, the universe, God, whatever has prepared me for this moment. It has taught me so many things through all of these different obstacles and all these different challenges, right? And that is such a cool and beautiful thing. And I'm so grateful for all the lessons that all the adversity taught me, right? And switching that mindset is crucial for taking your power back. It is crucial, Okay. Now the second thing, and this may seem counterintuitive, and I actually very much struggled with this for a long time. I learned about it in ACA. Again, if you're new to the podcast, I attend ACA. I love it. It is for adult children of alcoholics, also known as ACOA, um, or family dysfunction. So there's a lot of people in there who maybe like their, their parents weren't um, alcoholics, but potentially there's like generational addiction, which has caused dysfunction and so on and so forth. Basically, if you grow up in a dysfunctional home, this program helps you and it has helped me exponentially. And one of the key components of that is accepting that you're powerless. And you're like, wait a minute, Erica, hold up. I thought you just told me these were steps on how you reclaimed your power. So how is accepting that you're powerless a way of reclaiming your power? here's why. Here's how I see it. Because when I was thinking about my five tips, I was like, okay, well, this came to my mind. And I was like, Eric, how does, how does saying that I've accepted I'm powerless be a form of reclaiming my power? And here's why, because I've realized that guess what? I can't control everything. And like I was just saying, I am powerless to the fact that I've been given the hand I've been dealt in life. 
I can't control who my family is. I can't control the things that have happened to, like, not even to me. I don't like that word to you because life happens for you, not to you. But I can't control the things that have happened. I can't control the trauma. Okay. I am powerless to these instances that happen in my life. I can't change it. I have to accept it. So accepting that I am powerless to basically that like life happens. And even in the future, you can do whatever, like you can try to control the future, but there is only so much that is in your control. And a lot of life is just accepting the shit that is put on your lap. Okay. And just accepting that you're powerless and really having that faith and that trust that the universe, God, whatever has your back. Okay. So, and it's very powerful when you let go of that control. And that's what I'm getting at. When you've accepted your powerlessness, when you have accepted that you are powerless and you let go of that control, it can be very, very powerful for reclaiming your power because then you realize, oh, I can't control any of these outside variables, but I can control myself. And also then I think that you're not giving your power away as much because like I was just saying, when I was in the victim mindset, when before I realized how powerless I was to these things, I was giving it so much of my energy and just giving away my power. So the not having a victim mindset and accepting your powerlessness are kind of two in one, but I did want to differentiate them because they are different. And it's, it's very powerful. It's a powerful tenant. I really, again, I struggled with this because I'm like, fuck you. I'm not powerless. And that's, that was literally my mindset when I first read that in ACA. And it took me like a good year to kind of realize what exactly they were talking about, what it meant, and to be able to let go of that. And it honestly just took more fucking shit in life slapping me in the face to realize, oh yeah, you're right. I am powerless. I am powerless to these situations. There's only so much a girl can do, right? Okay. Our third one, and this is big. This is really big. Stop accepting the bare minimum. Stop accepting the bare minimum. And this was hard for me because again, because of the things that have happened in my life, I am a people pleaser in many ways. On one hand, I'm not, but on the other hand, I am. I've had to fight against being a people pleaser. Like my natural tendency is being a people pleaser. And a lot of that is because I thought that I needed to be perfect to earn my parents' love, to earn love in general, right? And I thought I had to act a certain way, be a certain way, do certain things to gain love, right? That's why I was in a million clubs in high school and tried to have the best GPA possible and all these fucking things, right? But because of that, I also did not feel very worthy. And me not feeling worthy, and I've worked through this a lot, and I still struggle with it. Like it has taken years and I'm definitely much farther than where I was, but I'm not there yet a hundred percent. If I'm being transparent, there are still times where I don't feel worthy of the things that I want. And again, even just since starting my course recently, my manifestation course, I have noticed that I've been able to break through some of those limiting beliefs that I have had. And I, again, this is a long-term process. This doesn't just happen overnight. That's what I was saying at the beginning. I've been at this work for six fucking years, seven years, whatever the math is. I've been at this work for a long time. Okay. This doesn't just happen overnight. You don't just snap your fingers and all of a sudden you're all fucking better now. At least for me, that's not how it fucking went. Okay. But not accepting the bare minimum 
is very important because every time you do and it's hurting you, you're just giving away your power. You're just giving it away. And again, I don't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast, I don't like shitting on anyone. So just know that's not my intent with what I'm about to share, but I want to show you why it's such a good example of not accepting um, the bare minimum and how it can really help you once you set up that boundary. So in with my uh, past, my ex, I really accepted the bare minimum a lot, a lot, a lot. And again, bless and release, like we talked about last week, this is not meant with hate, but I literally just accepted someone when we were doing long distance, I would just disappear for days at a fucking time. Just disappear for days at a time. It's not like we'd fight, nothing would happen. He'd just fucking disappear. And I got to the point where I was like, fuck this. And I I literally, every time I accepted that behavior, that bare minimum bullshit behavior, it hurt me. It hurt my soul. It fucking hurt me. Especially with all my daddy abandonment issues. It really was like a knife to the chest, right? So, and especially since I had expressed multiple, multiple times, like how hurtful it was and that didn't fucking matter. Right. And once I realized, Hey, Erica, you deserve better. We are not here to accept the bare minimum, minimum anymore. Anymore. I remember my friend like several months ago, sent me this TikTok talking about this topic and I'm like, fuck, how many times in my life have I just accepted the bare minimum. Oh, that job's good enough. I'll take it. Even though I fucking hate it. I'll take it. Or, oh, this guy just, I don't know, gives me some attention. And because I don't have enough self-worth or self-esteem, I guess I'll accept it. Even though it's the bare fucking minimum. I mean, how many times do we talk about nowadays how the bar is on the floor? Like the standards are so fucking low nowadays. And that's where... I'm so grateful for Kyle because that's not the case with us. Like we do not accept the bare minimum. We really set the bar high for each other. And at times like it's not easy, but I'm really grateful for it because we both have been in situations in the past where we have accepted the bare minimum and like, fuck that. Once you say no more to accepting the bare minimum in your life. And again, this isn't just relationships. This can be friendships. This can be at work, even your fitness or in your health, like stop treating yourself like you don't fucking matter because you do matter. You do matter. And I don't care what you've been told your whole fucking life or how people have made you feel because guess what? My whole life, I've been called fat. My whole life, I was one that didn't really fit in. Okay. My whole life, I've been fucking bullied by people and it is what it fucking is. Probably because I have big personality and I have not been scared to fucking stand up for myself and to stand up for other people for a very long time now. And that doesn't always go over so well. It doesn't. People don't fucking like it. I don't give a shit. Remember this whole unapologetically Erica thing, right? But once you stop accepting the bare minimum in your life, it is a huge step for regaining your power. It is a massive, massive, massive step because... You are telling the universe, I know that I deserve more and I will not accept anything less than this. Okay. And again, even friendships, like I had a friend where we now don't speak, you know, we're not really friends anymore. And a big part of that was because she was putting such minimal 
minimal effort into the relationship and was making it all about her really could not like do the whole give and take thing. And at the time I was going through some really hard shit and I was like, you know what? This is showing your true colors. Like bless and release. I'm done. I'm not accepting the bare minimum. This is stupid. Just like the concept of, I don't think that you need to like check on people constantly, but how many times does someone like that you think is important in your life just one day kind of disappear? Like the concept of if you stop texting, texting them first, would they text you back? Would they get a hold of you? Would they care? Why is that the bare minimum? Absolutely not. Fuck that. Right? So stop accepting the bare minimum. And again, this isn't only from other people. This is for yourself. Stop giving yourself the bare minimum. Stop eating the shitty food. Stop treating your body terribly. Stop it. Love yourself enough to give yourself more. Love yourself enough to treat yourself better. Love yourself enough to step away from the shit that is hurting you. Okay? Love yourself enough to stop accepting the bare fucking minimum because you are worth it. And it is so powerful. It is so powerful to put that line in the sand and say no more. Okay? Now, our fourth tip kind of is a snowball off this one. I put it as a separate one because I do think it's slightly different. But part of not accepting the bare minimum anymore is holding your boundaries. So that's my fourth tip. Learn how to love boundaries. And I know I've said this before on the podcast, but I really think boundaries are a fucking love language. I really do. And to hold those boundaries unapologetically. And why? Because again, you are showing yourself and you are showing the universe, you're showing other people that you deserve more. What do they say? Like you set the standard for your life. You show people how to treat you. So if you are consistent, consistently letting people treat you like shit, walk all over you, talk down to you, talk behind your back, like no more. If you constantly let that happen, if you constantly let someone, you know, just take up your space and take up your energy and hurt you, then, you, then you're giving your power away. You're giving it away. You're just like handing it to them on a silver fucking platter. Enough of that shit. If you want to live in your most powerful and in aligned life, you need to be unapologetic with your boundaries. You need to figure out what your boundaries need to be, and you need to fucking hold those boundaries. And it's not easy. I've had to hold some very strict boundaries recently, especially within the past year. And it was not easy. It was very hard and it was hurtful. It was really hurtful, especially when I was like, hey, if you're not going to do this, like we're not going to have a fucking relationship anymore. And then to see those people not show up. I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll go fuck myself then because I would have done it for you. But that's the thing about a boundary. If people cannot respect the boundaries that you place in your life, especially if they're reasonable, okay, then they should not be in your fucking life anymore. Or maybe if you don't cut them out completely, decrease their role and take that information and know that they're not thinking about what's best for you. They're only thinking about themselves. And sometimes it's very hard to hold a boundary, especially, you know, I see this all the time when people talk about how, you know, they hold boundaries with a family member and then that family member is no longer in their life. And then they're talked about how they're the toxic one because they've held a boundary fuck that. I know that a lot of people have that. 
I know a lot of people struggle with that. I know a lot of people are like breaking these generational curses and they are showing up and they are holding boundaries and then people are calling them toxic. If you think it's toxic to hold a fucking boundary, go look in a fucking mirror and think about why do I feel that way? What is it in myself that makes it that I can't fucking respect someone else's boundary? And again, reasonable boundaries. I know some people are like, "Mm, that's a little intense, but okay, do you, do you, but you have, but at the end of the day, who am I? I don't know what they need. I don't know what they need. I don't know what you need. I only know what I need. And even then half the time I'm like, what the fuck do I need? You know, I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. Okay. But be unapologetic about your boundaries. Okay. And now here is my fifth and final tip. And this is kind of broad, but I think it just ties all these things together. All right. And the fifth tip for reclaiming your power is to make yourself a priority. I had to make myself a priority, make my healing a priority, my physical healing, my spiritual healing, my mental healing. It is very, very important that you advocate for yourself and that you prioritize yourself because again, We live in a world, we live in a society where at the end of the day, you have to rely on yourself and everyone is thinking of themselves. We're all guilty of it. And that's not even a bad thing. You have to be in control of your own life and you have to be aware of the fact that you need to take care of yourself. It is no one else's responsibility to take care of you, but you, okay? And again, this making myself a priority is part of holding boundaries, is part of learning to stop accepting the bare minimum and making yourself a priority. So prioritize your healing. Stop getting that victim mindset. Like accept that life fucking happens. Learn to roll with the fucking punches. But make yourself a priority because when hard things happen, it shows you that you have your own back right? It shows you that you have your own back. It helps you build confidence in yourself because I think one of the things a lot of people struggle with is because they've not made themselves a priority or they don't, they don't actually give any fucks about themselves. It just breaks their confidence or they've let people walk all over them their whole life and they've made everyone else in their life a priority but themselves. And so then their needs are put on a back burner. I mean, this is stereotypical, but we hear about it all the time with parents who put their kids first, who maybe let their marriage suffer or let their health suffer because they're putting their kids first all the time. And I'm not a parent. I don't know if I ever will be, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what life gives me. Right. So I'm not trying to preach at you, but I'm telling you right fucking now, what a great example for your children to show that it is important to make yourself a priority. Also, obviously don't neglect your kids, but here's a great example, okay? The gym I go to has like a child center and you bet your fucking ass, if I'm still living here and I have a kid, when I'm still going to that gym, I'm gonna keep fucking going to that gym and I'm drop that kid off at that child center and see, say, see you later, mommy's gonna go get her fucking workout. You bet your ass I'm gonna do that. Just like you bet your ass, I'm going to call a fucking sitter to make sure I make my marriage a priority and be able to go on date nights. Just like, I'm going to be like, hey, babe, you got to watch the kids so I can go meditate because I'm going to fucking need it. And I'm not a parent, obviously, but that's what I plan on doing. Why? Because that's what I do now. And how am I supposed to show up as my the best version of myself for those around me if I'm not prioritizing my own self-care? And I know... 
okay, I actually heard this whole thing today about people are narcissists, blah, blah, blah. And I do think we are in a culture that is very self-involved and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying take time for yourself. I'm saying just make sure that you are paying attention to your needs and that you're meeting them. And again, this isn't only like, oh, have the 12 step skincare routine. Make sure that, you know, you spend a million hours at the gym. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, yes, take care of your physical body, but make sure you're taking care of your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, your relationships. Just make yourself a priority because you are the only one who's responsible for it. No one else is responsible for it. Kyle is not responsible for me making myself a priority. Now, sometimes he can help me do that by maybe picking up the slack in an area where I'm struggling with or, you know, doing something that allows me to have the time to take time for myself, right? That give and take. Of course, we have people that can support us in this journey, but at the end of the day, it is not his responsibility to make sure I fucking take care of myself. Just like it's not my responsibility to make sure he takes care of himself. So for example, I'm on a health journey. Y'all know this. I'm going to probably give an update here soon. And it's not his job to make me go to the gym. It's not his job to make sure I'm eating the foods that make my body feel good. It's not his job to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep. It's my fucking job. And I have to take sole responsibility for the fact that it is my job and my responsibility to show up for myself and to show myself that I'm valuable and I'm worth it. And again, like giving that confidence to yourself every single day by showing up for yourself, it will help you feel more powerful. It will help you reclaim your power. It will. So those are my five tips. Let me just review them really quick. First, stop having a victim mindset. We got to just nip that in the butt. Two, accept that you're powerless over the things that have happened in the past and the things that may come in the future. Shit fucking happens. All right. Three, stop accepting the bare minimum. No more of that. And four, hold your boundary unapologetically. And five, make yourself a priority. Okay. I hope this has helped you. I really do because the thing I love seeing is when a man or a woman steps into their power. It is a fucking awesome sight to see. I love it. And I think that is the type of cultural change we need. So if any of this resonated with you, please reach out, share, share the show guys. That's how we grow it is if you share this with your friends, with your family, maybe on social media, whatever, if something resonates with you, please, please share it because We need more people to step into their authentic and aligned power. What a cool fucking place this would be if we all were doing that. If we were all making ourselves a priority. If we were all not accepting the bare minimum. If we all held boundaries. If we all stopped having a victim mindset. Imagine what the world would be if we all incorporated these things. And I believe that we can. So share it. Okay? I love and appreciate y'all so, so much. We will chat next week. And do not forget to stay empowered. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you for taking the time to be a part of our community. Don't forget to check the show notes for the resources I shared in today's episode. And of course, to connect with me on social. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at erica.vishkalis. You can also find me on Facebook at ericavishkalis. If you want to be a part of our online community, check out our Facebook group, Empowered with Erica. You can also find all of our offers and community links at empoweredwithericacom 
I always love hearing from you, so don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tag me with your biggest takeaways from today's episode. Let me know what you loved and what you want to hear more about and share it with someone who you think would love it too. I cannot wait to share more with you. I will see you next week and don't forget to stay empowered.